This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clay with a steal. Clay ran to the three-point line. Oh! Clay Thompson is 8 of 11. Look at him blowing kisses. That's a big-time shot. Look at him. He's hyped. Talk to him. Domination. Let them hear it. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Warriors winners last night over the Kings. Did they cover the number? No, Kings covered the 13 and a half. Warriors <laughs> winning by 12. Those uh, sharp NBA markets. Joe Ostrowski to gas you here on BetQL Daily, hanging out with you and taking a look at this evening's NBA card and uh, Nick. I think there's one place that we have to start. Brooklyn, Utah. Big mm. name teams, but man, mm-hmm. are they playing some bad ball right now. So, oh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when you look at the schedule a month ago, people are thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be a Friday night premier matchup. Usually don't get s- stuff like this, but it's uh, Brooklyn at Utah. The Nets have dropped six in a row. It's an ugly five game road trip. You think, oh, good, you're on the road. You're going to get Kyrie. Yeah, and he's been fine, but the problem is they're losing all of these games. It was Golden State, Phoenix, Sacramento, and tonight they visit Utah. Rudy Gobert still out. Now, Donovan Mitchell cleared concussion protocol yesterday, so you would think that he's going to be available to play. Uh, What do you know? The Jazz without Mitchell, they've been really bad. They've lost uh, six of their last seven. They just ended their six-game losing streak here. Uh, The number is up to five and a half. I I know early it was posted around one and a half, but now we're up to five and a half. So that signals a return for Mitchell tonight. Yeah, and the Jazz, though, still are on a 1-6-1 and stretch against the spread. Like, it's been really bad for Utah, Mm -hmm. even like – this is, and you know, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where you've got this this stretch in the NBA where guys are starting to get banged up and they're missing time, and it makes it really, really hard to try and and, and handicap some of these games. And look, the Nets have been even more complicated. You know, you're going to have Kyrie because it's on the road; they're not in Brooklyn, so that's a plus for the Nets. But then you look at James Harden, who had what, like four points last night. I mean, it's it, Harden has not been. Like Harden has been a roller coaster this entire year. At the beginning of the season, it was, well, his hamstring, and he's not really in shape. And, you know, he gets in shape as the season goes on. And then he found a stretch, I want to say it was like November into December, where you're really starting to see that old James Harden again, kind of fitting into his role. But now you're back again to him struggling, and he's just not – like this team just does – the Nets have never been able to get their three stars on the court consistently – throughout this entire time that they have been together. Now with, with Durant out on top of that, it it's two teams that are so hard to understand where they're going to be night in and night out, playing each other on the same court tonight, which makes it that much more complicated. 
I'm curious to see how much longer these books are going to keep the Nets as the favorite. The favorite to win the title, FanDuel Sportsbook, they have them at plus 300. The number is dropping a little. They're the sixth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. And we all understand the Durant injury. But at one point, you have to keep dropping. But if you drop them, how far can you drop? Because you know that people are going to come in and say, okay, Durant's going to be back at some point. These three guys are going to figure it out in a couple of months from now. They'll be ready to go once we get to the postseason. Um, but I, I'm fascinated to see what they end up doing here because if this continues, how can you keep them a, as the favorite to win the title? But it was like the Lakers. I mean, think of how long they kept trying to bait people into betting betting the Lakers, right. and they they were you know they had like the second best odds until like late November. It felt like they just kept leaving them there until finally you realized well, this just isn't going to happen. It's more about them just making the playoffs at this point. Something interesting too with the Nets to kind of keep track of as this season goes on as we get close to the end. Because six of the last eight games in the regular season for the Nets are at home. They're right now six and 19 against the spread at home. Now, obviously, that means you're not going to have Kyrie Irving in those games in Brooklyn unless something suddenly changes and he's able to get back out there. So they're one. Let's say they get a little more healthy. Durant's able to come back. Harden's playing a little better. And they're competing for a top two, three seed even in the Eastern Conference. We've seen how they've fallen off now. If six of your last eight games are at home and you play that poorly at home, now obviously this is against the spread versus straight up, but still, you know, they're what seven and nineteen on the road and twelve and thirteen straight up still at home. So they're not winning games in Brooklyn. And then you don't have Kyrie, and then those games at the end of the season that may mean a lot, aren't there? That's going to affect standings. That's going to affect obviously even how you maybe handicap those games late in the year and meaningful games for them too. So it's 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 been another roller coaster of a year for a Nets team that's just never been able to get everybody together. I will say though, um, it, during the six game losing streak, Sacramento on Wednesday wasn't great, but Denver, Golden yeah. State, Phoenix is not easy. When you get those mm-hmm. three teams in a row. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a break there. But guess what? It's not getting easy tonight. It's not getting easy on Sunday night. Uh, Utah, Denver, back-to-back games. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We can the get interesting to thing about, yeah, I, look, the interesting thing about Denver is they're still five games over 500, and it's really Nikola Jokic and, like, they're missing everybody else, right? Michael Porter Jr. has been out for the year. You haven't had Jamal Murray at all this year since he got hurt last season. And that, that really is a testament to how dominant Jokic is and like is there anybody Mm -hmm. on the nets that you really have confidence in that's going to be able to stop Jokic so when you start looking at you you mentioned some of these games where you talk about the Nuggets or then you talk about Phoenix and what Phoenix has been able to do it yeah it's it's certainly not an easy stretch I by the way I love love what Jokic is doing being just a big dad bod old school big man well sort of he can shoot a little from the outside but like you know what I mean like we have this evolution now in the NBA where you've got Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic is the two favorites to win MVP. Jokic wins it last year. We never had centers just have not won since I wrote about this recently and I don't even have the number in my head and I wish I could pull it off the top of my head, but it has been, I think Shaq was, yeah, Shaq was the last center to win MVP in 2000. So it's been a long time. We've got this evolution now of big men 
that are that are starting to make a name for themselves and really become a major focal point offensively in the league with with Jokic and Embiid. And it, it's showing because both those guys are carrying their teams right now. Well, and Denver's back home tonight. So they're going to be hosting New Orleans coming off back-to-back losses. That was ending a six-game road trip, their losses at Minnesota and at Utah. Don't you expect them to get right? They're favored by five and a half tonight. And Jokic expected to play. Yeah. yeah, I expect Jokic to have a huge game. I think that's really what it comes down to. The Pelicans are not a great defensive team. And again, I mean, Valanciunas is going to be, what, the one guy I guess you're going to put on Jokic? Do, do we really expect that to be something that's – because really this is what Denver is, right? It's Jokic is what carries them, and then everybody else is secondary after that. So every time I'm looking at a Nuggets game or I'm specifically looking at like any sort of Jokic prop, it's okay. Who's the up against? Do they have any big bodies that can even defend him? Then he can also step outside. He's a great passer. It, it, it really is. It has become so much. It's like it's the Denver Jokic's right now. That's, that's really <laughs> where this team is. Uh, you know, flying under the radar here, I think we've got a pretty good game in the Eastern Conference between Atlanta and Toronto, just the way these two squads are playing right now. I mean, the Hawks have been streaky all season long, but then you look at them most recently, they are 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine games. 8-1. and one. Now they just lost to Toronto on Monday. That was a 106-100 uh, to 100 final. Toronto wins again last night. They take out the Bulls in overtime. And it is a back-to-back, third game in four nights. OT last night with Toronto situation. But, man, uh, they're playing pretty well, winning uh, four in a row now and two of those against Miami. This Look, this Atlanta team is it's different. And so, like, Toronto, both of them. Like, mm-hmm. both of these teams now have gone through those stretches where you're starting to see, like I said, pick things back up, right? You're starting to see a little bit of a rhythm. And what Atlanta or the Raptors have now covered in three of their last four. You know, we talked about the Hawks a little bit earlier and sort of the the ridiculous stretch they're on. They've It, it feels like it's been two weeks since they've actually failed to cover. So, you know, this is, I, I would probably give the edge to the Raptors simply because they're at home. And that that's sort of where a little bit of the, maybe the difference is going to go. But Trey Young putting up, what, 43 last night, that, that gives the, really... That's going to be the X factor. Does Trey Young go off for a second night in a row and give Atlanta an opportunity to really keep this thing close? But I'm going to give the slight edge, the slight edge to the Raptors just because of the fact that they're at home here. Those Gary Trent Jr. props finally stopped hitting last night. He was held yeah. to only 16 points somehow. I saw he had a couple buckets early. I'm like, oh, here he goes again. He's going to get to that 30 mark. And I, I noticed throughout the afternoon, the number kept climbing, kept climbing, kept climbing. Uh, our our guest, Von Delzell, he had it at 18 and a half. Uh, he missed mm. his bet. And then when I checked in the afternoon, it was 21 and a half, 22, somewhere in that range. So people, uh, school was out on that one. And uh, yeah. it goes under. He tends to be one of those guys where you just can kind of lean on the over and he consistently hits it. It's like DeJounte Murray down in San Antonio. They just yeah. they don't seem to adjust the market enough with him. Just get a bunch of player combos with him on a, on a nightly basis. Points and rebounds, assists and rebounds, points and assists and like it doesn't matter. You're you're usually going to hit the over with that. It just the best are the players that kind of ride under the radar like that. Like Gary Trent Jr. is not somebody that everybody's paying attention to as much, but you can get a lot of value with him or you know Dejounte Murray on the props market. Really, it feels like on a nightly basis. You know, you know what's funny, Nick, is um, how much the market is moving on Cleveland. Now, it, it took the public a little bit to buy into the Cavs. Okay, this team's real. Look at the depth mm-hmm. they have. Look at the quick turnaround. They they hit their win total on the over like 
45 games into the season or whatever. It was just insane. One of the earliest marks we've ever seen. And now you see on a nightly basis that they're much closer to where they were in the sports betting market early in the season. They are a four and a half point dog tonight at Charlotte. So an interesting trend for the Hornets this year, because the Hornets have kind of been that up and down team right at the beginning of the season. They were with the Wizards and the Knicks and the Bulls, where it's like, look at the top of the Eastern Conference. What is this? Wizards yeah. fell off. Knicks fell off. Bulls have kind of stayed where they are. The Cavs have stayed where they are. The Hornets have climbed back up. The Hornets are 10-0 and against the spread this year against teams with a win percentage of between 51 and 60. Like, it's a very specific trend, but they're 10-0 mm -hmm. and against the spread against teams in that range of win percentage, which is something really interesting to keep in mind. So it shows they do get up for these teams that are good teams when they play them. Is there anything that stands outside total or, or prop that you plan on hitting with any of these matches we've talked about or have not addressed? Uh, yeah, I think for me, the big thing, I've still got some props and I mean, there's a couple of them. The problem is some of them are still posting. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of at that point now where I'm going through them a little bit. I think I may be leaning towards a James Harden under tonight. FanDuel's got mm -hmm. it at 23 and a half and he's just struggled shooting recently. He's shot 31% or worse in three of his last four games. There's a real opportunity there. I think for Harden to continue to just hit that under. Um, and then Joel Embiid, or no, sorry, Christian Wood is another one. I may have these slightly different props at betql.com later, but Christian okay. Wood has his points and assists total set for 21 and a half. He's gone over this total his last three games. Okay, I, I that's think funny. there's something there with a Christian Wood, yeah. We'll, we'll probably address it during lightning bets because I have a Christian Wood prop written down, but it okay. is not one that you mentioned. It is, uh, okay. it is a different one. We'll get to that later on. All right, coming up next, more Super Bowl props. Ryan Horvat will join us at 10.20 Eastern. A lot to discuss with him. Joe Ostrowski, Nick Ashley, this is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.